forever. Dog. Welcome to another episode of Best Show Bests, the greatest hits of the best show, with me, your host, Tom Sharplin. If you like what you hear, make sure you join us every Tuesday night on Twitch at 6 p.m. Pacific for a brand new episode of The Best Show featuring callers, celebrity guests, live music, and plenty of surprises. Enjoy! Hello, Best Show. Hey, what's up, big guy? It's, uh, it's Mike in Baybridge. Mike in Baybridge, how are you? I'm doing good. You know, I... Uh... I'm calling to chime in on a topic, if that's okay. What will, the, what will this year be like? Yeah. Yeah, that's the topic. Well, first of all, Happy New Year, Mike. Happy New Year to you. It's great to, uh, it's great to be on your, uh, on, on your airwaves. Oh, thanks for calling in. So what, is your, what, is, what would you like to add to the topic? Well, I, you know... When it, when it comes to, to this new year, you know, we've been through so much, but, uh, you know, I, I hope for and, and have faith that 2022 is going to be a year that reflects a deep inner striving for and a strident longing for a, a, sense, a sense of connection, uh, uh, a craving for a sense of place. And that although we may not know the destination of the journey, that we can find a sense of faith in, but also a commitment to the fulfillment of that journey, uh, a, a journey whose existence at its very core is the exploration of, of the feelings, the deep passions of, and the connection to what it means to be ensconced in this thing that we call the human condition. And I, I also hope that we might find the means to explore and define what it means to be a traveler on, on this highway of, of dreams. I got it. Uh, excuse me, Mike, I'm no. gonna, um, ask you a question here. Um, yes, you. what I'm going to say might sound a little cra- crazy. It might sound crazy. Actually. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure even how to put it into words and I'm, I guess I should just ask it. I don't even know how to say it, but I'm going to just say it. Mike in, in Baybridge, can I ask you, are you actually Bruce Springsteen? Oh man, I can't. I was trying to trying to call in, you know, kind of undercover. How, how how did you know it was me? Well, don't take this the wrong way, but there's nobody, literally nobody on the planet who is less economical with words when it comes to expressing themselves. Well, you know, it's, it, 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 it's funny you say that because, uh, you know, often Patty and the kids, they bust on me for that too. You know, like if we go to into a store or something, 
they always say, hey, hey, Dad, if someone asks you how you how you are, try to keep your answer down to a thousand words, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, now I know it's you with that laugh. <laughs> oh, this is exciting. This is a real honor. It's exciting for me, too. So what what's going on, Mr. Springsteen? Can I call you Bruce? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, what's yeah. going on, Bruce? Well, you know, we just uh, you know we just wrapped up uh, putting out the uh, the no nukes package, and that's that was really uh, really something to listen to. I hadn't heard that stuff in in a long time. Yeah, that is it is incredible. Look, like, I'll say this: it is. It's from 79 and there's a, it's like a, a CD and a, like a DVD or Blu-ray of the, the shows there's video, like the audio and the video. And it is unbelievable how, like how fast and how like powerful the band is. It's so forceful and so muscular. It's Truly impressive. You know, I, I have to say, you I, I, for a moment there, I thought you were you were Donald Trump uh, describing uh, Putin. Oh, that's because of the yeah, Very muscular. But, yeah, like muscular and powerful. Yeah. No, well, that's. I think that that he he's still a, a, a ten year old boy in the nineteen fifties who has a, a a thing for Charles Atlas. Like that, that Donald Trump does. Yes. Yeah. He kind of talks like it's like, it's like he starts at the, in the Charles Atlas panel when the guy's kicking the stuff in the room. Yeah. Saying like, why can't I be, why can't I be muscular and why I'm tired of getting sand kicked in my face. And like the, I always remember the picture frame was so crooked in that because because this guy's throwing a full on temper tantrum. Yes. Now, do you remember the, the interesting thing about that uh, the lightweight guy? His his, his uh, clothing. Do you remember a particular article of clothing that's very interesting? I don't. He has a, he has a neckerchief. That yes, I do now. Now he, he's wearing a neckerchief. <laughs> well, now I, yeah, uh huh, yeah. Um, but I, I do want to say it, it's so cool that you like, particularly that no nuke show because I know, I know you're into some of the hipper, more obscure. Music like uh, the Volcano Suns, uh, Big Dipper, and Alice Donut. So it, it means a lot. Oh, I, maybe more. Maybe the first two. Maybe not so much. Uh, the Al, Al, no, 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 whatever. They're fine, also. But okay. okay. Well, I was going to check them out based on your what I thought was your recommendation. Hmm. Yeah, not exact. Not exactly my scene, but whatever. Here, neither here nor there. That's cool. But, you know, get, getting back to, to the No Nuke shows, um, you know, we were always a great live band, but that first night in particular, I, 
I was very upset about something. Okay. What was it? Well, I I was having problems with the union boss at at the garden. Oh, is that, is that because of, um, you, you, uh, would get fined if you played, uh, too long? Oh, no, 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 nothing like that. You know, I, I was sweeping up in one of the upper tiers of the garden just before the show and, I get a call on my walkie-talkie from, from Irv, the head of maintenance at the garden, and, and he was all in, in an uproar because I, I guess I was putting garbage in recycling bins and not the actual garbage bins. See, it, it, it was an environment-based uh, benefit show, you know, for no nukes, so they, they set up a bunch of recycling bins for people to dispose of their, you know, their, their paper drink cups and stuff, but... I didn't know nothing about recycling bins, you know? So, so to me, a, a receptacle was a receptacle. And I, I do know what I just said sounded both erotically titillating and flagrantly offensive, but I, I stand by the choice of words. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. No, I, I support yeah. that. Thank you. So, you know, anyway, Irv, Irv was furious because the union head just happened to be there when my error was di- discovered. So I get called into the maintenance office and those two guys proceeded to tear me a new one. You know, it was MF this, CS that, CLULR this, QJ my blank, you know, MFBJ. These guys were filthier than a suck dog concert. Okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. So, you know, I, I was super angry at myself for letting them down, and I, I must have just channeled that into that night's performance. Mm-hmm. Well, I got I to gotta say, Bruce, um, <clears throat> there's a lot to take in from what you, you just said, and I guess I would start with, um, my, I guess my f- first question would be just that, why were you sweeping up before your own show at, at Madison Square Garden? Oh, you know, just just trying to make a little extra dough, you know, uh, just trying to keep my head my head above water. You know, my my motto has always been take work when you can find it, where you can find it. So uh, basically, I, I was just picking up a little extra work. Uh huh. Well, this it's it's this is slightly um, confusing because um, well, actually though. Um, 
you know, ten, like 10 years ago, um, somebody called the the show. Uh, there was like this, this pretty outrageous prank call uh, from somebody who claimed to have written this tell-all about you where you were kind of revealed to be a, um, like a massive spendthrift and always kind of worried about having money and, and working part-time jobs at places like Pet Boys. Wait, someone did a prank call about me? Yeah, yeah. It was about 10 years ago. Oh, man, that's pretty cool. You know, we used to listen to those Jerky Boys tapes when we were making the records that came out as uh, Human Touch and Lucky Town. Wait, wait, say that again? You used to listen to... The Jerky Boys tapes when we were making the uh, the records that turned out to be Human Touch and and Lucky Town. And as a matter of fact, those albums were going to be called... Uh, these doctors, are, are they reputable? And the other one was going to be called The Ghost of Jack Torse. So, so the, okay, so prank phone, prank phone calls cast a pretty, pretty big influence over you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I loved all that stuff. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, get, Getting back to why I, I I needed that work, you know, I I don't know if if you know this song I did on Darkness on the Edge of Town called Factory. Yes. Well, you know, it, it's basically about my dad and how he he suffered tremendously working in a rug mill when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I I guess I was always afraid of that being where I would end up if people stopped coming to see me play my music. So, you know, I, I'd pick up work wherever and wherever I could when I wasn't performing or, or recording. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I always had, had jobs after tours. That's why it takes me so long to put albums out. You know, I, I can't just tell my manager at Radio Hut or Muffler Universe that I can't come in because I have to record at the Hit Factory, you know? Wait, wait, hold, hold on. So, so, so you, you, what you're saying is that you still have these regular jobs? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm always working somewhere. I mean, like right now, I, I, I tend bar a few nights a week at, at a quaint tavern in Bayonne called Masses. Okay. Um, I, I make pies over at Stanky's Pizza in Westbridge. Uh. I'm I'm a stable hand at the farm where my daughter keeps her horse, and it's it's kind of cool. I just moved up from manure boy to hay man. The hay man, okay. Yeah, it's fun. I get to I get to spear hay bales with a pitchfork. <laughs> didn't you didn't you like just cash out? Well, you know, I'm like I'm like Jay Leno. There's this great comedian named Andy Kindler, and he does this joke where he imitates Jay Leno, and he goes, well, "You know, I only uh, I only spend my my stand up money. I never talk. I, I can't do the voice, but I, I I you're doing pretty good actually. I got to say, you, you kind of let me keep going. Let me keep going. Uh, you know, I only uh, I, I never even dip into my my NBC money. I I, I live off the stand up money." 
And then Andy Kindler has this joke that, that goes, uh, that, um, that Jay has a car that only runs on, oh, I, I, I've forgotten the joke already. How's it end? You must know. I can't remember. It only runs on, I can't remember, but it's a, he, yeah, Andy is not a big, on stand up money. Is that what it is? I think it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I got to meet Andy Kindler someday. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be great. Yeah. So, so you're, you're, yeah, but so you're working these jobs. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I got to, I got to though. Uh, but you know, the real reason I'm, I'm calling is this. Yeah. All right. So after Matt Pinfield, Eddie Trunk, and Teddy the Wonder Lizard, you are the most influential Jersey radio personality out there. Well, thank you. I guess that's a, that's a little. Um, yeah. That look, Matt Pinfield. I, I I like Matt. Matt Pinfield's great. Um, le, maybe less so on Eddie Trunk, but um, and Teddy the Wonder Lizard. Yeah, he's on uh, ninety two point three Morning Zoo. Okay. Yeah. Well, sure. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate the. I I, re, I appreciate you ranking me high on the list. That's nice. Absol- absolutely. And your your best show is one of the most beloved shows in the history of the Garden State. And I gotta say, you, Mike, Pat, Dudio, and your buddy Josh from Super Drag really bring joy to a lot of people every week. And so I just want to say that. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll pass it along to the crew. I'm sure they'll all love to know that. I know Pat is a huge fan of yours, and Josh is also a huge fan. Um, That's cool. Do, do you know if those guys need any any like lawn work done? If who does the guy, the people in the crew? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I'm, I mean, I'm sure. I don't. I don't think. I don't think so. I think. Uh, I mean, maybe. Maybe some. Some shoveling, I guess, would be more, would be closer to, like, you know. What's the best way to get my, my resume to those guys? Or anyone else you know that might be. Bruce, Bruce please, please, uh, look. painting or, or some caulking? Look, uh, okay. Uh, uh, this, is, this is making me a little uncomfortable that you're. Uh, I get it. That's fine. That's fine. Well, getting back to you and the show, i got to tell you, you know who turned me on to the show? Who's that? Clarence. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he he was always quoting lines from the show like, get off my saxophone. And when people would ask what he was going to do when he was about to go practice, he'd say, reps, why? <laughs> oh, that's sweet. That, 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 that's very nice to hear. That's pretty cool. And... and you know, of, of course, Steve obviously has an axe to grind with you because of your young rascals bit. But man, I can't tell you how many times John Landau has, has answered my phone calls with with the hundred dollar Dreamers pledge. You get your name on the screen in front of the stage next to Jim Morrison and Jimi Hendrix, and you'll receive the download of the show, the exclusive DVD and CD, and the audio interviews by myself and Dave Marsh. <laughs> oh, that is that is so flattering because uh, Bruce, I just got to say, usually people call me and they say things along the lines of, "Oh, didn't you used to be in comedy?" 
and you know the, that I'm doing a show on an elementary school radio station. That's usually that's what I'm used to hearing. So it's nice to hear somebody say some positive things too. Absolutely, absolutely. And while we're on that track, I, since you, from what I understand, you do have TV experience. Um, I, I've got a favor to ask you. You've got a favor to ask me. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, I I heard you say once that you're friends with Sal Volcano from Impractical Jokers. True. Yeah, he's been on the show before, and I'm friends with him, yeah. Oh, my God. As we all know, they announced the other day that, that Joe is leaving Impractical Jokers. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's leaving. I think he's got some personal stuff going on. <clears throat> well, Tom, yeah, I want I want to be the newest impractical Joker. You oh, okay? Well, that just sounds insane. But I, I no offense, no offense, Bruce, but you you. You know your stature, and this is a show where it's based on like a, a level of just an anonymity, and you're probably the most recognizable person in the entire tri-state area. Well, no, I. Well, what if I I grew like an amusing mustache? Well, I don't know if that would be enough, honestly. An amusing what would an amusing mustache even be? I don't know, like a handlebar or like Tom Selleck or Keith Hernandez. Well, I mean that's probably a start, but um, I I don't I don't know if that would be enough. What if I start with the the fun the the fun mustache and then maybe I have a. Uh, a, a, a large uh, hat of some sort, maybe a floppy hat or some glasses or a fun jumpsuit. Well, I mean, I like the idea that you want some fun, some fun clothes. I think that would just be good anyway. If for, but it, I don't think that's enough. Okay, well, we can we can woodshed that later. I think I've got some surefire ideas for the show. Okay, like like what? Like I would love to hear this. These okay. are ideas that you, Bruce Springsteen, have for impractical jokers. Yes, yeah. All right. So this first one takes place in an upscale ho- hotel where they, you know, they have big wedding receptions all the time. And I'm the maintenance guy at the hotel, so I wear, you know, the full outfit. I got the tool belt on and stuff. And just before it's time for a group of people to take their wedding pictures, this big lamp at the photo area burns out. So I, I go and check it out, make a big production of checking it out, and I announce that there's a problem with the outlet and that if they want light for these photos, I need to hold the plug in the outlet the whole time. Okay. But I can only access that outlet when I'm crouched down with my back to the camera. So Every time a new group comes in to have their wedding photos taken, I'm in the background of the picture holding the plug in the wall, all the while displaying the most disturbing, flagrant plumber's butt anyone's ever seen. 
<laughs> oh, that's that's sure. No, okay, I got I got you. That's that's yeah. They need light, but I'm I'm ruining the pictures by providing that light. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I I think it's okay. Yeah. I like it by the light during it, you know, but I, I don't, I, I don't own that song anymore. So I'll have to get permission, I guess. Sure. Well, I would hope they'd make some sort of dispensation for you for certain, uh, certain songs. All right. Well, I, I got this other idea too. Okay. Okay. All right. So I work at a fast food place. And yeah. When, whenever someone orders a cheeseburger, I, I, I tell them we're out of cheese. We can only do hamburgers today. And, and then if someone orders a hamburger, I, I, I tell them that the hamburgers already have cheese on them and that we can't do them without cheese. I, I just think that would be so confusing and cause a lot of laughter. That people try to order a cheeseburger and they can't get cheese. They can only get a hamburger. But people who want a hamburger can only get a cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I do the same thing for Coke and Diet Coke and, of course, Sprite and Diet Sprite. Sure. No, I, I can see how that would work. You don't like that. You don't like no, that. It's, I get it. I get it. I think it's it. That's, that, it I guess there's something there. Oh, okay. Well, here's, here's the big gun, all right? Well, uh, this one takes place at, at a factory. Yeah. And, I, I dress up pretending to be the boss, which is which is funny because sometimes people call me the boss, and I I don't know why they just do. But um, so anyway, I I tell the workers at the factory that there ain't no more work on account of the economy. Mm-hmm. The worker the workers freak out, but then I reveal myself to be myself, Bruce Springsteen, and I go on and play a four hour concert for everybody at the factory. Well, that's a that's a fun, nice one. It's not exactly what would happen on Impractical Jokers. Maybe I don't I don't know if that's a, if that's a perfect fit. But I see this. I get the spirit of these. It's too much of a reveal, though, right? Well, I guess it's a fun way to end it. You know, I'm not I'm not sure, Bruce. That's true. That's true. I'll tell you the one thing I am worried about is is being starstruck when I meet Murr and Sal and Q. Uh huh. You that that you that you uh you, you think you'd be a starstruck? Literally, you think that would get in the way of you being able to do this? Oh my God! Yeah, you know, I I, I just don't want to make a, a, a fool of myself. You know, like sometimes you do that around famous people, like. For instance, I called Patty Smith the other day to wish her a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. You know, we we hadn't spoken in, in in a long time, and anyway, we were catching up, and oh, man, she told me this story that sounded completely made up, but it turns out it's unfathomably true. You got a minute? Yeah. Um, sure. I don't. I have a bad feeling about this, but yeah, I'd love to hear this story. Okay, well, so I guess this is like seven or eight years ago. She She's playing the Fillmore out in San Francisco. San Francisco, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, and she's staying at this hotel in uh, Japantown. And so, 
you know, she gets on the elevator, and just before the door closes, this, um, all right, I'll use her words for this description. This half Sasquatch part party machine gets on, and she said he wasn't in that elevator for more than two seconds before he pulls this giant turkey leg out from under his fetid trench coat, and and then just like Dan Aykroyd in Trading Places, he starts chomping on it, like just chomping, you know, just like really tearing into this turkey leg. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, she's terrified that this mutant is gonna is gonna kill her or maim her or something, right there and then. So she backs up, you know, as far as as she can go. But this monster lunges at her, and he, he's he, he's grunting something. You know, he's, he's his haunches are just like pumping. He's grunting like a wildebeest crossed with a rabid Quasimodo or something. And she's she said. Every time he grunted, this thick green mist came out of his mouth, and it smelled like wet dirt bike exhaust. Well, this, yeah, yeah this I under, okay. I, I, so that's what she told you, that story. Okay. Well, to pick up, I'm not even done the story yet. So, oh, okay. Yeah, she, she couldn't understand him at all, but then after like five times, she realizes that He's asking if she'd ever seen the band Humble Pie. Uh-huh. And so she goes, you know, they were a little bit before my time, and that apparently causes him to lose it even further. Like, he's out of control at this point, and he starts beating her with the huge turkey leg. And, and then thankfully, the, the elevator opened up and she ran off. They, they never did find the, the, this depraved monster, and Lenny said he, he thought he saw it hulking around the dumpster later that night behind the hotel, but it turned out to be an old rolled-up carpet with some trash bags stuck to it. So that's that. So I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, embarrass myself like that, I guess. No, that's a tricky one that you don't want to really, um, you don't want to do that. That would really, whoever whoever would do something like that, boy, I don't know, even know what to say about them, huh? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think they're pretty hopeless at that point. They should probably just be barged or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know who that was, but I, I hope they get caught someday. I, I do too, you know. I re- mm-hmm. You know, oh. it's just a, it's, well, yeah. Well, Bruce, I, I got to oh, say, no. what's that? Oh, no. What's wrong, Bruce? Well, I guess what they say about the best show being the favorite podcast of America's most tyrannical bosses is true. Why is that? Well, you know, in addition to the other jobs I mentioned, I, I just started working on the night shift cleaning crew at Consolidated Cardboard in Newbridge. Yeah. I'll tell you, man, the guy that owns this place is a real hard ass. His name is Phineas Y. Dalrymple. Okay. Yeah. This guy, this guy is so old, he fought at Gettysburg. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not even lying. I, you know, I was cleaning at his desk, and 
I saw a lot of crazy stuff in there that I won't mention, but I saw some correspondence, some correspondence in the desk where he refers to General Grant as son. That's strange. It's okay. Son. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, see, I'm, he's, he's pretty old. Anyway, old man Dalrymple must have been listening to the best show and heard me talking about all the other jobs I have. I'm not supposed to have other jobs. And he just pulled up to the break room in his go-kart slash oxygen tent. Okay. Oh, man, he's livid, Tom. He's really livid. He's going to be He's mad at you? Yeah, he's he's maneuvering that, that tent cart into the break room at the slowest speed I've ever seen anything move. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Hang on, hang on. i got to wait till he gets in here. Uh, I'll have to come to him, I guess. He's, he's kind of stuck, I think. Hang on. Yes, what's that, Mr. Dalrymple? I'm sorry, I, I, I can't hear you. What's that? You want me to, you want me to lean in? Okay. I, 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 I still can't hear you. Okay, I'll lean in further. Okay. All right. Ow! Ow, Mr. Dalrymple, no. Ow! Oh, Tom, he's really slapping me. He, he can barely push the the uh, the the, uh, the gas pedal on this thing. But oh my God, all the power just must be in his his tiny withered hands. Oh my God. Oh. You okay? Oh. No, I'm in I'm in tremendous pain. This is Bruce. This hurts more. This hurts more than when I I yelled at Roy for playing on that Dire Straits album, and he. Punch me in the stomach eight times. Oh, I gotta go. All right, thanks a lot, Tom. Okay, well, thank you, Bruce. Call back sometime soon. Oh, oh, Bruce. Oh, oh, I had to run outside of the factory. Are you okay? Uh, yeah, but he really got a good shot at my haunches. Oh, oh man, I gotta go, Tom. I appreciate all you've, you've you've done for New Jersey and and the Quint cities, and I just want you to know that, okay? Thank you, thank you, Bruce. And I appreciate everything you've done. Mister Dalrymple, no. Bruce. Wow. Okay. Old man Dalrymple beating up Bruce Springsteen. Oh, that's that's some uncharted territory. Guess that's a good way to start 2022, huh? Something we never heard before. The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Byrne. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Burns, segment producer Michael Lisk. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Neff. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow 
and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.